you have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Sick Talk Show! Your contacts require immediate communication. Your first contact, codename, Greek Dog. Facts don't change people's minds, but I've been thinking about this a lot with uh, like Cornell West, because Cornell West is, is somebody that... If we're going to have hope, we do have to believe that someone like him can go out there and, like, change some minds. Brandon had just turned 21 five days before he died. We're at Skeeps, scorekeepers. I can't believe we went to Skeeps for his 21st birthday, but... You don't give... When you're 20... When you just turned 21, you don't give a fuck what bar it is. That's something you build later. Like, you become a bar snob the older you get. And the Hungarian Iron God. And in South Carolina, there's paper mills and pluff mud on, uh, in, in Charleston, and they, they stink like fucking skunky cabbage. So uh, Cali Bass became cabbage ass, and then anytime we smelled it when we were driving over a bridge in Charleston, we just started yelling cabbage ass at each other. Cabbage ass! Hey! Welcome in. Is It Safe Talk Show is now live. Well, at least live for us right now. We're here in real time doing this. Is It Safe Pod at gmail.com. Luke, Steve, myself, we're back. Uh, last week, sorry, we were off. It happens. And then the week before that, I was unavailable. So we haven't done a full show here in about three weeks or so. So hopefully you've stuck around. You didn't give up on us. Uh, I abandoned my child. I abandoned my boy. My baby boy. <laughs> this is my son, HW. <laughs> can I, Mike, can I just say, can I just say, uh, you know, I, it always feels like it's going to be simple to you know like host the show i was like all right yeah we can just kick this off let's go steve and i was like oh fuck fuck i don't know what to say <laughs> i'm dry completely drawing a blank and then i i just man i really whew, what you do every week is, is wild i can't believe you do this for like four podcasts it's crazy well but, we're doing yeah, it on wednesday thank, today. thank you for everything you do because it's pretty wild yeah i only That's did cinema nine on this one today because it's you know right. i gotta take me into the airport tomorrow so i we're on a Wednesday here recording this right now. Usually uh, Thursday is the blow up, but I'm only doing two today with Cinema 9 on this one. So a little lighter right. load for me. Which um, Nice. Well, and you also graduated. Congrats. I did, yes. Yes, congratulations. That's amazing. Another goddamn therapist, right? Oh, my God. Oh, wait a minute. No, I think it's the opposite of that, actually. Yeah, exactly. It is the opposite. Uh if it makes you feel any better, I was sitting around the last week really trying to figure out, like, am I too old to become a therapist? Like, can I do this now? Because I is... am a false prophet. God is a superstition. It... Never too late. <laughs> it has always been a passion, but you now we'll, it's never we'll too late, man. I mean, that. it took me four uh, years. I might... So yeah, yeah, I might be. I might be. That's for a for counseling some, uh, degree, though. There's, you know, there, you could get a psychology master's. You get, you could. You could do your PhD because you've already done master's, possibly. Although I don't know if they'll allow that because it wasn't in Oof. this focus or not. You'll have to find a school. There's always a school that'll work around and you know scumbag it so that, you can. That's do what, what I'm you need looking for. I'm looking for that school. That, okay. that real come down to South school. Carolina. Take take <laughs> night classes at the Citadel. Wow, dude! Oh my God, I still remember when I interviewed a <laughs> former Georgetown head coach of basketball, Craig Escherich, at after they crushed the Citadel in a pointless basketball game one night. <laughs> He had a great mustache, you know. Not people if you don't Google Craig Asterick, folks. If you don't know who that is, great mustache, but short lived. I saw a killer killer mullet out on the uh, the streets of Charleston today. It was, it was. Uh, I would give it like a fifty percent rating if you took it up against Perry DeBoer, but it was like you Ooh. know, that's setting the bar <laughs> oh, high. Man. One thing about Perry DeBoer is it was 
is it was uh, it was created and forged in the in the factories of like General Motors or Ford. Ford. I think they were a Ford family. Yep. Yeah, it was Big forged Ford in thing. those <laughs> in, in those factories year after year after year. I think uh, he probably never got a haircut, and that just it stayed at that same length forever. <laughs> Oh, he just wow. he just Perfectly singes fucking... the top part off uh, at work <laughs> yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah. You're letting the secrets out of the bag now, dude. Wow, that's a big one. I am telling secrets to the one guy you don't tell secrets to. That's not true. You can tell your secrets on this show. We got a lot of emails. Maybe somebody emailed their secrets in our emails today. Since we've been off, we've accrued uh, one, two, three, four, five, five emails. Patrick Stewart. Oh. Secrets. Secrets. Secrets out. Uh, but yeah, make sure you guys email the show if you want to. Um, I mentioned this at the end of a show a while ago. I want to mention it now at the front end. If you listen on Spotify, use Spotify for your podcast, you have to put the show in quotation marks if you have a hard time finding it. For those that are already listening to it, it should just come up as a new episode in your library when that happens. As uh, Sean, Luke's brother, mentioned a while ago, he loves seeing that little blue dot on Spotify, which lets him know that there's a new episode. And it really makes Sean's day. That's putting it mildly. But... For those of you He's that a glutton do, for punishment. Yeah, I guess so, apparently. But if you are someone who uses Spotify and you're new to the show, then make sure you put in the search bar, use quotations, apparently. You have to do that. So quote my, quotation, is it safe, question mark, end quotation. And even if it doesn't come in the top five, you scroll down more, it'll be there eventually. I don't know why that is, but that is the case. So it is there, and I went through this with the Spotify analyst. That's the story, so. Just letting you guys know. So, emails. Joe Lowry emailed the show. Rate Limited. That's the name of this one. Hey, guys, I was looking for an interesting topic on Twitter to send your way, but 600 posts later and I found nothing. Hope you had a good holiday weekend. Thanks, Joe. Oh, that was <laughs> the most succinct well, email we've ever had. Very succinct. Yeah. Wow. Well, the next one's from uh, thanks, Joe. Love when you hear. You know, <laughs> by for, the way, uh, Joe's the one who's calling me the... to tell me you had nothing to tell us about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Joe, well, uh, he, did, he did mention that there's a rate limit on Twitter now. That's, oh, he did. That's right. important that's to some people. That's true. You get you could scroll 600 posts and that's it. You're done, unless you pay for it, of course. Which, you guys pay wait, paying is up? That real? You got your uh, blue checks? I've been thinking. You know, as someone who built up a following there on Twitter, I've, I'm like. What am I supposed to do? Start all over somewhere else? Like, am I supposed to go over to Threads and you know Zuckerberg or Musk? They're all scumbags. Who gives a fuck either Blue way? Blue Sky, Mastodon. Yeah, like just in the end, I'm already where I'm at now, and you know there's still a lot of fantasy. I use it mainly because of fantasy baseball, and there's still a lot of people who use it for that specifically, and you can get instant information on Twitter. So, but do I want to pay? I mean, the whole point was I didn't want to pay for something like that. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Insane. I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. But um, I'll let you know if I uh, end up making a choice on that. We got one from Eric here. Eric Branchstrom checking in, my co-host on the Cinema 9 podcast. We just finished Bullworth, by the way. Uh, so if you want to go see the Bullworth episode or listen to it, go to YouTube, go to your preferred podcast platform. Me, Eric, and Travis talking Bullworth. By the way, a movie that Luke is a big fan of, apparently. Right, Luke? Yeah, no, I just think it's very, I think it's super interesting. Um yeah, it gives you a lot to talk about. Definitely listen to the episode of Cinema 9. I'm looking forward to it myself. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you're going to, you'd probably be disappointed with some of the things we didn't tackle or we, we missed something. We can't cover it all, but we do the best we can. 
you know, three different minds thinking in different ways and seeing a film for what it is <laughs> as they see it, I guess. I don't know, so. And with a straight face, you're going to tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. Canada does have freedom. That's true. All right, this one, Cyclops Orgasm from Eric. Oh, Gentlemen, boy. Cyclops nice. Orgasm. While searching for monstrous sound effects, I stumbled upon this MP3 for a Cyclops Orgasm. How would you rate this sound effect? Is this a convincing sound effect <laughs> for a Cyclops experiencing a satisfying orgasm? Bantam. Well, let's find out. I guess I'll, I'll have to pull that up here. Is it I'll a Cyclops up. or a Cyclops from the X-Men? That's a good question. That's like, an actual Is he literally blowing Jean Grey's back out with a fucking optic blast? <laughs> you mean a pen optic blast? Oh, is that it? Very brief. Wow. Definitely not Cyclops, the X-Men character. Feels more like a classic. No, the Cy the X-Men character Titans. would be a lot longer. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh, Cabbage Ass? Clash cabbage Ass. <laughs> <laughs> Tell people what Cabbage Ass is, Steve. Uh, so there's a there's the uh, fucking Lawrence Olivier character, uh, Kalibas, in uh, Clash of the Titans. <laughs> and in South Carolina, there's... Uh, Paper mills and pluff mud on uh, in in Charleston, and they they stink like fucking skunky cabbage. So uh, Cali Bass became cabbage ass, and then anytime we spelled it when we were driving over a bridge in Charleston, we just start yelling cabbage ass at each other. <laughs> cabbage ass, <laughs> Cali Bass. Oh yucky! What smells of old sour milk? Oh, it's cabbage it's ass. Yeah, it's cabbage ass, especially going over the James Island. Uh... To the Folly Beach area after that. Yeah. Real, real heavy cabbage ass smell over there. Really enjoyed it. I miss that cabbage <laughs> ass smell. I really do. Well, the paper mills got shut down, so now it's just the pluff mud. Oh, you know what? Can we but just. But it's get great. Sad. It got overpowering, especially when they would uh, just unload every fucking chemical in the plant at like three in the morning when they hoped no one was noticing. <laughs> But that was about the time I'd be walking home from the bar, so I'd just be breathing in fucking cabbage ass. Cabbage oh. ass. <laughs> oh. And you know who really blows it back out is a honeybee drone. They bust oh. so hard, their uh, fucking genitals rupture. No shit. They meet mid-flight, and then, like, the next bee that mate with the queen has to, like, scrape off the other guy's fucking boner bits. <laughs> and, then, and then he also blasts and then immediately dies and falls to the ground. <laughs> Oh, shoot. They do this about twenty oh, yeah. times. Wow, you know what? Uh, is, I is know that. Boy, that queen, she's really packing, huh? She's just stuck. She's way to go out. <laughs> bust so hard you fucking die. Wow, when I, I bust a nut. If if death would be immediate, I would imagine that would actually be a, a solid way to go out for for most of us. If it was that <laughs> intense. Well, like I mean, holding a claymore mine in your fucking crotch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're really going through some shit when that happens. <laughs> this side like, toward I haven't busted in, I haven't busted in like ten years. Like this is, the, I just got out of jail. <laughs> My head explodes. I'm going through some things. Well, Cyclops orgasm. I don't really. I thought it would be a little bit more elongated, Eric. I'm a little disappointed with it. I must yeah, say. I didn't really hear it. It didn't sound like much. Uh, so I'm going to say non-convincing. Doesn't feel right. Yeah, I think that's the bottom line here. Sorry, bud. It sounds like he's making that O face though. Oh. 
Oh, definitely making that O face. Wait, Steve, is the, uh, <clears throat> is the Cyclops in uh, in Clash of the Titans or Jason and the Argonauts? Probably both. Uh, I don't know. They're all over Greek mythology. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Cabbages. I think it's Jason and the Argonauts, uh, Harryhausen. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Harry Hamlin? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Oh, yeah. Well, we can't forget about Harry Hamlin. Uh, Never forget That was Hamlin. Perseus. Come on, man. I grew up on that movie. Uh, I must have watched that movie Yeah. I've watched times. that movie in your garage Easy. room up above the garage. You put that. You out have. For sure. yeah. <laughs> ah, all right. I remember awesome. that. All right, yeah. cool. That I did happen. We we, yeah, we stayed true to it. I got it on DVD. I remember that. I was pretty excited. Just Mike Cabbage cool. and Luke's Frog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next email is from uh, Dave Horning. Dave, who uh, doesn't like sports talk on this show, but yeah, you know, he sent us a very intricate message. I remember that. This one's called Flight's Plight. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just trying to bust Steve's balls about being such a baby. Oh, this goes back to the uh, last month's trip up to Ohio for the No Effects uh, Capitalist show where <laughs> Steve flew on. A, what was the name of that airline again? Breeze. Breeze. <laughs> Breeze. Uh, I, it's so the same I was name tell... as like the local dispensary <laughs> around here. It's hilarious. Oh, the breeze is <laughs> Hazel Park. Yeah, breeze. Yeah. The breeze is weak. You're weak. <laughs> yeah, they're big. Uh, <laughs> you're weak. The uh, breeze is a big. Uh, they advertise on Drew and Mike. And in fact, Christian, our friend Christian, friend of the show, shout out to him. He went over to Breeze like two months ago to like meet up with all the Drew and Mike people because they were doing a like a weed off. They were giving away free quarters of weed or free eighths or something. So, oh, that's that's very frugal of him. Smart. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people save some money on some weed. weed. Yeah fucking leads a week you're a week all right so dave says i've experienced and seen others experience much much worse than what steve uh was saying so luke wanted it here it is we as pilots do our best to try and get people where they need to be as planned man it was heartbreaking one time trying to pull into a gate in denver but there wasn't available a ground crew due to labor shortages more like pay and qol shortage qol do i know what that means uh Quality of life. Ah, Thank you. There you go. Very good, Stephen. We had this lady on board whose father was probably going to die that night. Jesus. And there was absolutely nothing we could do to make her get on her last possible connecting flight. Hell, I and my family almost, I and my family? I and my family almost missed a wedding last spring when a major airline dropped us off in New York City and told us they couldn't get us where we paid to be until two days after the wedding? What the fuck? Well, this. That's bullshit. Was this, uh, I wonder when this was. Was this during, a, like, a, well, I don't know. Uh, I absolutely understand how people could be pissed at a service not delivering the purchase product, especially seeing as the airlines are all now increasing fees, decreasing comfort all now. They're, I mean, this has been going on forever, it feels like now. Uh, decreasing comfort, amenities, and participating in other dubious practices that end up with no wiggle room to fix the system when the shit hits the fan due to weather, maintenance, etc. The shareholders are always right. Oh, is that true? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. This is America. That wouldn't happen. Uh, I used to fly... <laughs> Dave says he used to fly combat helicopters and now fly airliners. It is a much better gig. The primary reason I like flying airliners no is that we always make the safest decision possible. Is that true? That's the goal. We've got to take his word for it. I mean, we don't fly planes. <laughs> no one is going to get a Medal of Honor flying airliners. I like that. This leads me to why flights are often delayed. There are numerous safety decision 
matrices in place to ensure safe flights. Most delays can all be boiled down to keeping passengers safe. As a traveler, your odds of being on time are way better if you book an early morning flight. Oh, okay. This is due to the fact that you will not run up against FAA rules regarding duty days for crews. Planes have been sitting overnight where maintenance functions can be taken care of. And weather issues usually don't pop up until the sun starts unevenly, causing weather and stressing the system. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. That's wow. Uh, that's a that's a hot tip right there. <laughs> that is a hot yeah, tip. That's like going, yeah, nice. going to the doctor, man. You try to book the first appointment possible. Oh, why is that? Because he's not annoyed yet or she's not annoyed yet? Because, uh, like, you know, two minutes late, three minutes late, every appointment, you know, you show up at 1 o'clock, all of a sudden you're 45 minutes sitting in the uh, waiting room. <laughs> but, I mean, that oh, there are man. multiple elements going on in this field that quite different. That... This is America. You don't make money. You're a fucking douchebag. Now what you going to do? <clears throat> That's a solid hey. tip. I almost don't want to publish the episode because, you know, uh, given our oh, reach yeah. here, I don't want to have I'll bleep so the whole part people. out then so you can just keep <laughs> it. Just for you, buddy. Steve, did you say something? I'm sorry. Sharing? No. Sharing? Um, you think about it. I can't think of a major airline disaster in the United States for a long time, like a, a full-on commercial jet situation. It's been a long time, oh my longer God, than it's ever remember. been, for sure. You wouldn't, you wouldn't count my hours-long delay as a disaster? <laughs> <laughs> it was a major disaster. How dare you? How dare you, sir? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? you remember when, uh, Actually, no. <laughs> You remember when Costanza was talking you, to uh, Keith Hernandez, and he's like, with all these uh, baseball teams flying across the country uh, every day, you'd think there'd be a plane crash. You'd just <laughs> wipe out an entire team. Yeah, I know. I love that line because I've thought I of mean, that, that is myself. Like, it is mind-blowing it's never happened. I know. All just odds-wise. teams, all these games, especially baseball. Thousands of flights games. a year. A yeah. year, thousands of flights. Well, it's only happened once, and that was uh, the Marshall football team in 1970. That was college. Oh, God, I forgot that that actually did happen. It's the only time right, well. that I know of, at least. I don't know about like international sports, but at least with the United States, that was the only time, I think. There's also like a couple bus accidents, too, that like, just wiped out teams. There's, there's got to be yeah, some... That's awful. Uh, yeah, there's got to be some mobile chicken crates out in India that wiped out a cricket team here and there. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's... Yeah, that's definitely happened for sure. What about you know, this? Keith, what I've always wondered is, if, with all these ball clubs flying around all season, wouldn't you think there'd be a plane crash? Gary's appalled. Are you performing anywhere in New York right now? Yeah, I perform at this club on the east side. You should come in. But, but think about it. 26 teams, 160 games a season. You would think eventually an entire team would just get wiped out. <laughs> yep. He's definitely a chucker. You're definitely a chucker. Uh, all right, so back to the email. But yeah, seriously, I like. I can't think of a major. You know, there's been airline disasters internationally for sure, in the last 15 years. But I really can't think of a the last like. 2001, right after 9/11. They're actually this gets forgotten because it happened right after 9/11. Oddly enough, but uh, there was an American Airlines crash that happened in New York. Uh, it was a total disaster. It was one of the worst mm. ones. And I really, I'm pretty up to date on these because I have an obsession with like fear of flying, which Dave knows how stupid you got. Everyone knows how dumb it is. I've gotten a lot better at it. 
And it really was just because I grew up in a sheltered lifestyle. We never went anywhere. We never did anything. And what I fear is what I didn't know. It's just like it is for me, like the ocean now. If I was out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, I would fucking freak out because I just don't have any experience with it. So I fear it. But I also do fear that ocean. That ocean is a motherfucker, <laughs> man. You should all fear that ocean. So. Don't take the ocean for granted. Do not. That thing doesn't fuck around, man. Yeah, it's intense. Oh my God, that's another. There's another Costanza one where he's trying to get rid of. Uh, he's trying to get rid of Susan, and he's like, "Man, if she just would take a take a flight somewhere." Jerry's like, "What? And hope for a crash? Something? It's hope. <laughs> Hoping for uh, a plane crash. That's amazing. <laughs> but dude, it is wild. Uh, I used to fly into San Diego. I've I've flown into San Diego probably 15 times, and the I can't wrap my mind around it. Well, <clears throat> whatever I can. It's they have to land this fucking plane. They have to like sink it down into the buildings. Like there's not much of a runway. It's like a super short runway. And the weather in San Diego, of course, is everyone always says it's nice all the time. But it's like it's odd. It's not always nice like for pilots. But they have to like drop the plane down into the buildings. Uh, in between all the buildings and it's like a, it's like fucking wild like uh it's one of the more difficult uh it's one of the more difficult places to land a plane i mean maybe dave can correct me on this i'm sure he's got some pretty wild ass stories as far as that goes but uh, i was always amazed and uh, a little a little scared every time we approached san diego we got back from the source <laughs> There's a short runway in uh, Bhutan that's up in the Himalaya. I think there's only like three or four pilots in the world that are rated to be able to uh, take off and land there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, uh, Dave's giving us some tips here, so we should all appreciate that for those of us that fly. Uh, back to the, the system. There are some buffers in place like Steve experienced. He was super lucky that the reserve crew member arrived one fifteen, a minute 15 seconds before she was required to by the company. An hour 15. Is that an hour 15? All right. Yeah. Uh, there are staffing shortages in the airlines, especially with pilots. Major airlines are doing their best to soak up all qualified pilots, leaving most other regional, low-cost, and startup airlines hurting for talent. In the four years that I have been at my current employer, I have not been Jesus able to schedule a proper Christ. vacation due to being improperly staffed. I've made it work somehow, though. The system is so delicate due to available crew, aircraft, and seats available that any one little thing it cause a logjam in the system, and then it playing catch up until all the equipment and people are where they are supposed to be. Log that can jam. sometimes take an extraordinarily is... long time because of the track of availability of things as well as antiquated scheduling software. At least we have great software for flight planning, navigation, and general aircraft systems. I think the scarcity of seats and equipment mainly comes down to the margins of trying to appease the shareholders. But that is a susposition for me and way beyond my scope. Capitalism at its finest. I don't right. think it's beyond his scope. I think he fucking nailed it. I mean, nailed it. Not beyond his scope at all. He completely called it out and he's um, perfectly correct. You ever watched a dumb show on Netflix called Nailed It? No. Really there is, is no other industry. Netflix shows. A liberal Netflix like, show? Is that what you said? Literal. Like, is it cake? <laughs> I think like they try to do something a... and say they nailed it, but they totally fail in trying to attempt some task. I think that's what Aaron was a big fan of it. He would know. Aaron, you listening? Chud Bud, you out there? You all right? I know you're not feeling well, Aaron. So if you do listen to this later on, remember how hellish this oh. cold was that you have right now. Never forget it. Oh, man. Feel better, buddy.
That sucks, bro. That's how it's sounded so sincere oh feel better buddy uh, <laughs> dude the fucking pilots i do not this is not an this isn't like you're you know you're you're walking you're walking accountant at h&r block this is not a place where i need a lot of differentiation and talent i don't want tons of scales of talent <laughs> i want top <laughs> talent only well, anything can happen anytime God damn it's so scary holy shit to know that like you're your Breeze Airline fucking bargain pilot is, I don't know what, like, you know, it was like, well, if I was good enough, I would have been gobbled up by Delta, but I haven't been, so here I am. I'm available. I'm available Aww. to take you guys wherever you need to go. I mean, everybody needs to start somewhere, but I mean, it, it kind of feels like you're throwing the keys to your, uh, to your kid before he goes into, you know, driver's ed. Be no check. Uh, it right. kind of feels like a desperate is a desperation move, you know. Like you got to get home from the bowling alley. You brought your fifteen year old with you, and he's got to take you home. Uh, another DeBoard reference. There you go. Bam. <laughs> Striking lanes. DeBoard. Well, when you're on a plane and you're a pilot, there's a lot to account for. So you always no got to make sure to any of these pilots well, no. that are flying. You always got to make sure airlines, that you run a check. Jesus got- Christ. There's a lot of checklists, and you got to run a check. I mean, Dave's a fucking, like, Apache fighter pilot. Right? Like... Well, yeah. he did say he was a helicopter pilot. No, I mean, he's, he's like, very, very experienced. Like, he is, of course he prob- is. He is a top-tier pilot. I would want him flying my plane. Yeah. Oh, most, man. Most Maybe he can get us some tickets. Was because of Dave. Dave was very supportive. Thank you, Dave. Help me uh, climb mountains for the first time. Side of a mountain. It's pretty crazy. It's a fearless man, honestly. Uh, one of the few I've met in my life that feels very fearless. I feel like You know he, what's funny about that? It's not he's true. someone I, that I could... Really? I don't think he'd said that to me, at least, when he explained, like... He's like, yeah, when he was trying to get me to go up in the... We were in West Virginia at uh, New River Gorge in 2012. And at that time, I was in, like, really good shape. So I was, like, trying to push myself further with physical stuff, too. And... Um, but I was also yeah, really well, that, afraid. that ship has sailed, right? See <laughs> Yes. You... Actually, you know what? I will say, yesterday I picked up and worked out with some weights for the first time in a long time. And I was like, Worked you know out what? with a dumbbell yesterday. I feel vigorous. Yeah. Oh, I did more than that. I even did push-ups and 260 pounds of push-ups. That's a heavy, that's a heavy push-up, my friends. Let me tell you that for sure. That's a solid push-up, man. You get some real, real pecs real fast. That's putting it mildly. But Dave, I believe, and Dave, you can correct me because you're, if you're hearing this, you can write in. Or you can text me when you hear it right away. But he was talking about, yeah, he does all this stuff, but it doesn't mean he's not afraid. He's just willing to try to conquer the fear and push himself. So I thought that was really insightful for someone. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm not afraid of anything. Fuck it. He was kind of giving me the insights on how his mind work. And he's like, I may have some fear here, but I'm going to try to see how far I can take this. And it, that was actually helpful that day. It really did help. So thanks, Dave. You're a good man. That is good. I like this like man on wire thing fucking freak remember that guy man on wire yeah yep who the hell does that who can do like that That, level of fearlessness is absolutely i yeah no it's too foreign to me i mean i don't know what what about yeah the freak yeah the freak gotta be related to like sociopath or something yeah but they just want to live in the sense of like self-preservation or something i don't know or maybe they're so calm they don't feel i think that a lot of it would probably have to do with something with the calmness and acceptance of death and mm. be like, well, 
I'm cool with that. I well, these people aren't Buddhists. <laughs> it's like they're thrill seekers, <laughs> except they get no joy out of it. They're just Those doing aren't it. buoys. <laughs> uh, all right, so let me finish this email. Uh, on to Steve's Sorry. particular one-hour delay. Breeze is a new airline. The planes they're flying are great equipment. Oh, you hear that, Steve? That's great. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll sign up. <laughs> I've, I've already had this entire conversation with Dave over video games. So I already know everything that he's going to say <laughs> beyond that. I figured so, you already so read this ahead, and read had the conversation. All right, the ERJ-190 he was on, it's the plane, is one of the newest and most advanced and pilot-friendly planes flying today. How about that? Everyone remember that, the ERJ-190. Now, I've never been in a breeze-configured ERJ, but know for sure that no matter where he sat, it was a damn sight better than being stuck in the middle seat of a 737 on a several-hour deadhead in the middle of winter where everyone is fat and wearing coats. <laughs> the ERJ has no middle seats. Steve was flying midday. I pulled up the weather maps for that day and route maps. I did not go so far as to see where his plane was coming from, but know that y'all have a basic understanding of why shit goes south. Looking at these pictures will start to paint a picture. And yeah, he included a couple of attachments. For those of you that are listening, it does you no good whatsoever. But uh, if you want to, I could forward them along to you. Just uh, email us. Or depending on how good you are at describing what's going on in the picture. So, hmm, really? Was it like snow? You wanna, Is what it a snow? Description of a map as opposed to looking at it yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm open to it. I mean, uh, finally, that inclement weather and the safety decisions it caused were probably the cause of the initial delay. The flight attendant calling out sick was unfortunate, but Steve was lucky the reserve crew arrived so early. Sure, his situation sucked. But it could have been a lot worse. Crews usually try their best with what they have, even though the mechanics of scheduling, booking, and grounding ops are sometimes whack. <laughs> whack. Reminds me of Bullworth. Uh, I can assure you, even at the regional level, you are safe in the air. <laughs> you did this, Luke. I totally understand if you paraphrase most of this email. Well, Dave, I read the whole damn thing because we believe <laughs> yeah, in being thorough no on this show. Thank you for writing such a detailed email. Grateful that we do a show where someone takes the time to actually write an email with that magnitude. So well done. Appreciate it. Right? Yeah, I'm yeah sorry. When, uh, that was weird. You, yeah, when you, when you play the soundboard and speak at the same time, it gets garbled. You getting an echo? It's no. worse. It's like a. It's way worse. A, a cross mix. Oh, no. That's a tragedy. Tragedy struck today. This happened before, but like the it the sounds on the sound on the recording was all right, but it sounded terrible while you know in this context. Yeah, in the uh, in the one hour delays thing, that that was fine. I I still made it to see strung out in time, even though they fucking sucked. I could have missed that, but, uh, <laughs> but it was the delay on the way out that really sucked. It was delay after delay after delay. It was probably eight to ten hours. Oh, no. Blah, blah, blah. Welcome to hell. Um, we also had a follow-up from Dave, a PS. Remember this little trick. If you yell loud enough and long enough at gate agents or crew, it will unlock the extra hidden aircraft of crew that every airport has to get you where you need to be. That's right. Thanks, Dave. I For all you that. Karens out there, take take notice. Wait, what, what is a, it? You say uh, extra mayo? It was mayo? a joke. It was, yeah, yeah, it was a joke, Luke. Extra airport yeah. at every airport, just for you. Yeah, it's a uh, Oasis, remember? Extra mayo, get a hooker. 
Do you remember that? Oh, you know, do you guys remember that? Uh, of course. Yes. Yeah, I, I heard it was order a pepperoni sandwich. Extra. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, so. I always heard it was mayo too. Yeah, that was side of mayo. Side of mayo or extra mayo? Yeah, and uh, because it was a it was a truck stop at fifty nine and twenty three in Michigan. I think Oasis also, was really famously, upset about that. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm upset. I don't think they shut down until after uh, what Timothy McVeigh. Uh, you know, had blueprints out there and was you know planning the uh, Oklahoma City. No, I mean, bombing. wasn't the was the Oasis there when we graduated? Was it already over? I really don't. No, know. no, it was it was there when we graduated. Show me all the blueprints. Show me all the blueprints. Blow me all the. Let's yeah. not make this any more difficult than it already is. Oh, you know what? I forget. We graduated ninety eight. I actually don't know because uh, Oklahoma City was what ninety four. Ninety five. Five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was definitely there in ninety five. Uh, can't recall if it was there when we technically graduated, but uh, we yeah, said they had we the can't predict blueprints the future? out there. How could we possibly have seen something this awesome? Well, the Oasis was what a place. Who was his co-conspirator? Terry, Terry something or other? Terry Nichols. Nichols. Yep. I remember Terry when uh, McVeigh got executed, I was in uh, Texas for that stupid job where I sold books door to door. It was the <laughs> summer of 01. And, uh, Hell yes. I was sitting there with their giant... 120 pound greyhound dog and today timmy mcveigh gets the chair or whatever they did maybe it wasn't the chair i don't know 120 pound greyhound jesus well it was i mean these well, gra- they, they had two greyhounds they were huge that is massive a yeah, greyhound is supposed to be sleek i know this thing was this thing was eating off the table someone was lying yeah, to mom. big time all these people they love food it was all about food 24 7 there and they <laughs> we're like, oh, let's eat dinner together. Let's pray and let's eat and let's have a good time. Let's go to the ice cream shop afterwards. It'll be a nice little treat. So. And inject ourselves with bovine growth hormone. Mmm. With you, I'd rather be dead. Yeah, I never said that. I would. I ate with them. It was nice. They were good people. It was strange to. I never lived with a family I didn't know before. It was different. What did you pray about? Uh, I don't know. I think I prayed like, please God, make this end. Why am I here? It's <laughs> probably part of it. So. <laughs> You know, they were nice. I will say that. Yeah, they were Christers, but they were nothing but they had participated in this program because their son had been so successful as a bookseller. So I could Was not. Was this like I heart Huckabees when you're like having fun with these people? <laughs> I wish I God had, gave I wish I had quotes. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Uh, God gave us oil. What's that uh, wife swap show with that, uh, that self-described God warrior who was like, Y'all are dark-sided. I don't know. Is that the one that Chappelle made fun of on his show? I don't know. Maybe. That was great where they swapped uh, off. So that stupid. was amazing. The, it was. The white guy in the black. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. He's always got a cigarette dangling out of his mouth. He's like, listen here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. That is a really God funny skit, it, actually. Man. Definitely recommend that. If you haven't. Anybody out there didn't see that Chappelle show skit where they do wife swaps for that stupid show they used to have on ABC, go check it out. Uh, we got an email from Sid. I haven't heard from Sid in a while, so it's great that Sid checked oh, in. Oh, shit. Sid 6.0. Welcome back. Sid 6. Yeah. That's right. This is a uh, Sid is a tribute to the classic film, Virtuosity. I saw that in theaters opening night, and uh, there was like a, a director that... Or, I don't know. Maybe like probably an, an assistant. Just director a director. They were... <laughs> not. I can't remember. Not the director. Just it. a director. Uh, there, there was, but you know, there was like a PR team and like uh, I got T-shirts and shit. It was like at a big 
fucking IMAX theater in Indianapolis. Well, how are you and, mad? Uh, I've completely forgotten like what the movie was about. I, re I just remember like uh, Russell Crowe doing like a Max Headroom type bit. Don't yes. forget his bare ass. Real great shot of bare ass. <laughs> nice tight well, Russell okay. Crowe 1995 ass. Yeah, you'd like I to think it, it's an ass was... double, but it ain't. I was That's scrolling him. through uh, all the fucking streaming services trying to find something to watch last night. I almost popped on Virtuosity. I really did. Oh, Tell him that, like, uh, Dave. <clears throat> so that's another one. A, uh, Apple yeah. TV Plus series. Oh. that is Which one? Shrinking? Uh, liaison. Liaison. With uh, How do you Eva spell Green, it? who's famous now for calling fucking movie workers peasants. Oh, oh, man. oh! That's unironically. That's amazing. Not, yeah. not quite my temple. Unironically, calling Uyghurs uh, peasants. Uh, uh, no, calling. Uh, uh, wow, you all right, bud? Wow, dude. Uh, calling calling uh, people on the set peasants. No. Oh, that's even better. You know, uh, talent. No. But she's Jesus good in it, Christ. and uh, Vincent Cassell oh, She's is a phenomenal amazing. actor, so she's got a point. <laughs> hmm. well, she definitely separated herself from the uh, from the plebs. Well, that uh, had already happened by being born to a, a famous actress, and then. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Was it you and yeah, I talking about uh, Michelle Yeoh uh, from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once? It I mean, is. you're a grown man. You asked me. I'm telling you. Is it Michelle Yeoh? Yeah. What the, and she was even yeah. better in Crazy Rich Asian, Asians. She's fucking phenomenal. But she's she's, really she's been a global superstar uh, for like 30 years. And she's just recently been, you know, acknowledged on like in America. And her speech at the Oscars was like all about realizing your dreams or whatever. And it's like, I'm sorry, you're amazing. You have, you know, you're the Meryl Streep of uh, Asia. But you fucking realized your dream a long time ago uh as as it were it nah, just nah, fuck this fuck I, was, you I must have been crazy. talking to somebody else about it it was just like dude she's been famous since like 1990 <laughs> she's been like in Ang Lee movies and arts Tokyo. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. For all the little boys and girls who look like me watching tonight, <laughs> this is a beacon of hope and possibilities. This is proof there it is, Luke. that dreams dream big yep. and dreams do come true. And ladies, don't let anybody tell you you are ever past your prime. Don Lemon comment. That's hilarious. <laughs> Don Lemon, the most a super timely Don Lemon comment that nobody will remember. <laughs> I think he went to the dream world again. Oh, Don Lemon got fired. Tough break. Anyways, let's get to Sid's email here. This is Luke's trying out for the Young Turks. <laughs> oh, boy. Ooh, interesting. What a great title. That's funny, Sid. Uh, Sid realize says... realize how much I hate them. Oh, Man, I remember the Young Turks for a moment there. It was all the rage. 
It was like for 2013. A yeah, yeah, for for a brief moment. Yeah, it for was a brief probably moment. the last time we all watched it. <laughs> the last time we all thought like, oh, what's this? Oh, and then like, say, oh god. Even Corey, our friend on. Corey, got me motivated on the Wolfpack stuff, you know, to try to end and get the yeah. amendment passed, and then it all just <laughs> fell apart. So. Yeah, yeah, that was good try. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And then he he fucking jank broke a strike, and he fucking yeah, this guy's a psycho. Oh, man. I think you should fight it out. All right, so Sid says, it was really funny listening to Luke's rants. <laughs> More comments about Luke's rants. That's awesome. I love there's it. So many rants. Uh, you know, hey, would you, without you here, there's nothing to break up my rants. There's no <laughs> drops. I feel like that's the real missing part of the drops. The drops are yeah, like punctuation. Yeah, yeah. You got to snap it. Sometimes you got to snap it. Snap it off. Uh, while serious <laughs> in nature and 100% agreed with, and justified from this listener, but I was subconsciously putting in some Goviate drops. Oh, wow, that's funny. Look at that. Right mm -hmm. on cue. To some of his points, that's putting it mildly, was playing on loop in my head as he was making excellent points. You're making oh excellent points, Luke. That's great. Uh, Citizens you, United sir. is actually the worst thing that has happened to this country. Well, I that was Steve's comment. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah. Uh, what was left out? Was I didn't see it was the worst thing that happened to this country. I mean, probably slavery. Well, this is Sid's <laughs> no, opinion, though. No. This in, is Sid's okay. opinion. We, yeah. we were talking specifically about the Supreme Court and some of the recent decisions. And you mentioned Citizens United being uh, a bane of I think you existence. put it in the quotations uh, of recently. One of the worst things recently. Yeah, recently. Yes, yes. Right? I think so. Uh, either way, that's I'm Sid's, sure he did. I'm, oh, well, my Sid God, agrees. I'm sure Sid, he did. Doesn't need Sid's to be that contextualized. That, yeah. We're fine. Well, what was left out was that Roberts, Barrett, and Kavanaugh were all part of the Bush versus Gore legal team that essentially said you can't manually recount the votes. So actual voter suppression, which brought illegitimacy to the court that they would all eventually serve on, the most consequential court case ever. Lock that in for uh, Assuming butterfly effect and all that. <laughs> okay. Maybe we would have actually taken climate change more seriously. An actual question now. How do you deal with people yeah. who don't accept, agree with, or admit that climate change is a thing. This is Sid's question. Yeah, that's a. It's a great question because uh, there, are, there, are, I think two pockets of people. I this. I'll just go. I'll just speak on on my own behalf here. Ultimately, you're dealing with one one group of people that uh, you just can't talk to. So don't waste any time. Can't do just it. Do not bother. Don't waste. Do not waste your time or mental energy discussing this with anyone that thinks it's not real uh but the the more the more dangerous group is the the liberal group which says it's real but says there's nothing that can be done about it and is on board with somebody like joe biden's plan which has done virtually nothing and they've continued to open up additional contracts you know the uh what is it willow damn it, i forget what it's called can't do it um and not to mention the fact that the Supreme Court just gutted the Clean Water Act. It's yeah, still yeah. real to me, damn it! Yeah. And, and took there the cause go. out of the EPA. Which which had... which All these institutions, like their their claws have been... Uh, they, their, the wings have been clipped and their claws have been fucking abraded for years oh i, I like years Mike. and in different ways in this way it was the supreme court if it's the uh sec then it's just huge understaffing same for the irs mm -hmm. 
So if you want people to pay their taxes and not do insider trading, you need to fund these fucking entities, but they're not funding them. And the money they could use to fund them is the money they would find in fucking tax havens if they ever fucking got out their asses and did it. It's all there. It's worth it. Yeah. So, so what do you say to somebody that denies... How much is enough? It denies climate change? Honestly, uh, Sid, like, with all due respect, I, I wouldn't be having that conversation with any of those people anymore. I mean, I would rather... I don't know. I would rather fight a liberal on it than I would fight somebody that's like so far to the right. They don't see climate change as real. Like, I feel like we've graduated from that and we should start to kind of reestablish. God, I hate the Overton window uh, term, but we <laughs> should really start. Overton to start- window's back. We got to <laughs> I mean, it, it's back, but we, we really do need to think about that again. And I think, this Fuck is the first you. time that's my in, name that's over in our lifetime in our lifetime since we were of voting age meaning like since like 1998 to like roughly now where it does seem like there is a massive now group now. of people that is now. starting to understand that they're starting to understand what neoliberalism was all about and why things are as bad as they are yeah i don't know and i just don't you know, I I don't know if there's a there's enough enough of them to start like a massive movement, but hey, Cornell West has got a like nine percent or something right now in early <laughs> polls. That's Hilarious. fucking wild, man. That's fucking wild. Yep. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. But yeah, Sid, don't talk to people like that. It's fucking stupid. Actually, don't bother talking to liberals about it either. Just under, understand like <laughs> that there's something extraordinarily fucking complicated that needs to happen. But uh, also, uh, there can't be any more arguments about this. They just they're literally can't. I mean, we're approaching fucking like threshold numbers every couple of years if we're not already there we've got like 10 years before we cross a fucking rubicon of like human destruction it's yeah it's, it's fucking nuts uh, but i don't think it's too late to talk to to people like uh, in, yeah. in my experience okay. uh, just being out of the bar bring us uh, the hope people people at work like, you know, you'll run into an anti-vaxxer and they'll be like, I don't want any MRA in me. And I'm like, you already have mRNA in you. Do you not understand <laughs> biology? Uh, and then, you know, you can start from there. Like, you know, start talking about the facts. Like, if you're informed about the facts of climate change and can make a convincing argument, then go for it. But how do you uh, broach it, it, like, without being... I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, sounding like we're know-it-alls or we know more than them. Because, you know, tact is part of it, I feel like. Uh, yeah. So for mm-hmm. me, it's like establishing trust. So like if I'm starting a conversation at a bar, like, uh, you know, it usually starts, you know, about like, you know, hey, you know, weather or sports or, you know, whatever the fuck. <laughs> or like, you know, hey, look at that asshole over there making a, <laughs> like an ass of himself, whatever it is. Or at work, like I already have trust built into those relationships because people know, like, you know, who I am at work and what I can do to help. So, uh once, once you've established a line of trust, then it's easier to talk about it. But that said, there are some ideologues out there, like my mother being one of them. They like, you know, you could start by asking, like, "Hey, do you think that uh, fucking chemtrails are real?" And if they do, then like, that's just not a person. It's not a candidate for convincing. They're just ideologues, and they're going to 
live in their fucking QAnon silo all day. But message for, for for reasonable people, there's some people that just. I mean, I'm thinking of a woman at work right now who's like so overtaxed at work and home. Like, uh, she's got she's got uh, babies, and then also her babies are having babies. Like, there's just so many people to take care of, and like, yeah, she hasn't like read a book or watched even a fucking news program or really done anything for herself in like the past five years. And uh, so, like, her, her only times to, like, interact with people is, like, when she's staying, staying late at work, and I'm usually there late, too. Uh, and, you know, she'll just come by and chat for, like, 30 minutes, and, like, I'm, I'm always having to correct her, like, weird beliefs that she has. And, uh, you know, she she seems to take them to heart, and, like, she'll report back later, like, oh, I read something else that, you know, backed up what you said. I'm like, yeah, it's for fucking real. But do you also, do you bring up discussion of sources or where you get your information from too because a lot of people will push back and like well where did that come from i think it happens to me a lot and i'm like well let me give you a list uh, i don't know i could write down some things for you and share it with you but if i usually run into trouble there i guess a little bit because they're like well how do you know where that source is legitimate or not like, well you understand what facts are I, I, if i say that then i might turn them off yeah well you could also mention that uh 99% of climate scientists uh, approve this message, and the 1% that don't are having their studies funded by fucking ExxonMobil. There you go. There yeah. Reason, unfortunately, is is not necessarily uh, as strong a motivator as passion. Message! Reason, reason will be slave to the facts... Or uh, reasonably slave to the passions. Uh, and we've been trading like crazy all but summer. It's tricky, man, because there's also the amount to which you'd be bending backwards trying to uh, make somebody a project of yours. Now, if you've got a couple of like social contacts in your life that are legitimately confused and like their their eyeballs are open and they're like li literally looking for facts somehow they don't know how to find them on their own they uh or are at least open to the fact that are open to a different bubble or open to truth that's that's great but the the convincing needs to be faster it's just like man some the the first people that are going to tell you that something about climate change are usually the deniers, and then you have to start dealing with that conversation. Lucille had a request for Job's bachelor but I party. Just, Why do I have to bring him? Because Buster's your brother, and I'm not going to leave him home alone with all this J U I C E around. I can spell, Mom. This is not what I thought. You spelled juice. Oh, you're right. so brilliant. Let's see you find it. Besides, I'm going to Anyang's soccer award ceremony. I know. Oh, no. You know what though? Fact facts don't change people's minds, but when mm -hmm. it, I've been thinking about this a lot with uh, like Cornell West because Cornell West is, facts is somebody change that reasonable people's minds. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I've been thinking about that, and I was like, all right, well, if we're gonna have hope, we do have to believe that someone like him can go out there and like change some minds. Bernie Sanders changed some minds. He definitely did. There's no question. He changed. He definitely changed fucking minds. That means there are reasonable people out there. It means that there's a fucking opportunity. And so I just I, I think it's a climate change subject. Like for me, whenever I meet someone that doesn't think climate change is real, I'm like, dude, what century are you from? Like, this makes no sense. 
Well, you can I even don't go have back the time for you. I don't have time for you at all. Changed. You yeah, you can, but you 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 are somebody that can do that. You could pull that up. I mean, we could all pull it up on Google, I guess, if I knew what to search for. But you understand that stuff, so you could have that conversation with someone like on the spot. To me, it's Dr. Like Harris. I, I couldn't. Yes? Do you concur? I couldn't waste the time. Concur with what, sir? Why fucking with what Dr. Ashland just said? Do you, do you concur? You gotta concur. That's all it takes. Just everybody concur. Meanwhile, we got fucking we got fucking Canada smoke rolling down everywhere in the fucking U. We've had we've had mm. air quality problems in Michigan mm. for the last a, like six weeks. That's made it down to the northern part of my state. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's insane. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'll take this whole world is a, like a fucking marble of fire. I'm actually and look you at know, look at stories yeah. from around the world too. Like, I mean, crisis in Syria was largely climate driven. Yeah. Yeah. When they're when they they can't fucking they actually they can't they literally cannot grow crops. Uh, their entire economy like falters. The yeah, entire I mean, economy goes through the fucking tank. Yep. What's gonna happen in California? Can you imagine? Like <laughs> the all the projections are fucking wrong. I don't know if Mike is doing drops right now or not because there's weird sound stuff. But uh, within they're they're all the projections wrong! have got to be super fucking wrong. I'm saying five, ten years, like mass migration is going to be, I don't know, double what it is now. So I just don't, I don't have any patience for the, you know, climate change argument anymore with fucking idiots that say it doesn't exist. I guess liberals say it exists, but then they won't do anything about it. So who's the big enemy? And what they do is they fucking punch left and they tell people like, Cornel West, Jill Stein, the Green Party, Bernie Sanders, that they're all wrong. And wrong! They, it's just well, it's we're all... Well, it's because they're beholden yeah, to cor corporate interests, which course, brings us yeah. right back to Citizen United. Yeah, we're all going to fucking die. Oh. A lot earlier than we thought. Well. It's scary. What can I tell you, Sid? <laughs> fucking scary, man. Well. We are. Uh, this is back to Sid's email. I've presented people with articles about taking... Ice cores. Oh, sorry, and, Sid. <laughs> yeah. No, it, he asked Christ. a question, and that was supposed to be the answer to it. So uh, I presented people with articles about taking ice cores and fossil records, and those articles go into specifics of using isotopes of elements and how they decay, as well as how air molecules, and thus the elements within those molecules, vary in their distribution of medium ice in accordance with scientific laws, depending on temperature. And all signs say, yeah, dumbass, the Earth is getting warmer. So... Yeah, Nail it. Oh, look at that. Steve says nail it. Uh, how do you deal with people who are just unreceptive to learning about how our planet is dying? Which is kind of similar to what he's asking, but if they're unreceptive, I've kind of given the message here, at least Luke just said, like, fuck it, we're all going to die anyways, right? I did not say fuck it. I just said, <laughs> oh, We're all going to die sooner than we think we are. This is, is that what you yeah, this is terrifying. No, it really is terrifying. But it does take, it takes a fucking massive effort and it takes consensus across whatever political party you're in, but it takes consensus that is based on scientific facts. 
You could scream at him. There's always screaming, Steve was right? just talking about. <laughs> Steve fucking said it all. To fucking do something. To to spend government resources on the actual problem instead of on fucking F-35s that don't work. The can't fucking in the rain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, we could also scream. send, um, like, I don't know, $800 billion to Ukraine to fight a fucking losing war like, uh, like it's Vietnam. Oh, Vietnam 2024, baby. I mean, that's, that's how I feel. Scream at people. It's, uh, I want Vietnam 2.0. Well, no, actually, Iraq was Vietnam 2.0. This is Vietnam 3.0. Yep. But, you what know, you, the people are more receptive to that. And, and I would wonder, Sid, if like you're having conversations with people, trying to talk to them and appeal to them about the, the true, like, climate catastrophe that we're looking at on the horizon that is on its way it's within. it's already here buddy it's here exactly uh, okay thank Pakistan. you steve yeah <laughs> increased hurricane activity yeah wildfires so, the party's yeah, over but guess what the guess what people melting. care more about do Arctic they have circle melting polar bears dying yeah, do they have flags representing the fucking globe, or do they have Ukraine flags uh, on their like stickers on the back of their goddamn Volvos? Like, fuck this. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Yep. You got it. Like everybody's head needs to be yanked out of their sphincter because they're. That's the only solution, man. I mean, Steve, you said it right. It's already fucking here. Like, I'm not even sure how much they've been massaging the language, uh, how much of this might be even Orwellian. Even the scientists are, I think they're, I think right now they are actually using terminology that is basically bereft of the original urgency that they used to have. Like, they are trying to maintain some hope and they're saying things like 3.1 degrees 2.7 degrees 2.60 that like it is so minute now it's like are you through mr this wizard is razor's edge survival of the entire species that is the yes. most ridiculous yes. piece of philosophical bullshit i have ever heard i just pray to god that the world i brought my daughter into is not going to be one where she is like it's not going to be fucking Mad Max in like 18 years. Runaway greenhouse effect. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's going to start fucking duplicating. Never duplicated, duplicated, Compo duplicated, compounding, duplicated. Compounding. <laughs> yeah. the, I was, uh, of the lamp. lamp. I was uh, at our friend, uh, we all know Corey, over the weekend. Uh, Lovely. Hey, Corey. He never listens to any of this. He doesn't listen to podcasts sure at all. He apparently. should. He, he should. should. Maybe we but should he, push him to do it. I've tried. He's just not interested. <laughs> uh, he doesn't care. No. Well, that's what we came to the conclusion of. You know, we were all over there talking. He thinks and... we're stupid. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Um, but it, yeah, I'm not, I'm not proud of it at all, but kind of come to a conclusion that, that <sighs> meaningful, tangible change forward or progressing in a way that is going to be more beneficial to the majority of us who don't have tax havens and all that shit just seems unlikely. And the, then the, he agreed. I'm not saying we're right, but we just kind of agreed like, you know what? Let's just try to carve out our little world here while we can and enjoy life while we can before we kick the bucket. I'm not, I'm not going to deny that. That's exactly what we came to a conclusion on. 
It's what everyone comes to. It's, it's not like a revelation. I mean, it's a completely fatalistic fucking argument, which makes total sense. I mean, but you need to resituate it. It's like, okay, I need to have a job, but the current economic system that is a prevailing economic system, not only in this country, but uh, a global economic system that has been prevailing over the course of the last uh, 170 years is I'm not arguing uh, that capitalism, you. which means I, I need to have a job. So therefore, that is my way of providing a sustenance for myself. There are plenty of other things that we could all be doing and like it's it's not i i don't want to feel i don't want to feel like weird about not understanding exactly like where i should be applying my like uh additional efforts if ah, i even have exactly. the time to do so uh but to to be okay with it is the thing that kind of that i actually buck against because i don't think either of you guys are okay with it the way you said that sounded like that's not what we you know that wasn't what both we said. of you were kind of saying no, we both well, recognize the way all it is. the fucking so, nightmare yeah we recognize everything and we understand that and it makes us sad and uh like Corey's example is you know he'll do what he can to contribute financially to help causes you know he'll do what he can to contribute financially to help causes that he can no no but that, he that's, doesn't that's, expect any type of real tangible change to occur he doesn't and I agree with them. I, I don't. This thing to me, ah, this thing's so over, passive. Man. It's so passive is, to say like uh, I don't expect toast. real change to occur. I mean, not, okay, we not do even have the to all figure out it, a way then. to be part of the change. We have to figure out a way to be part of the change somehow. Yeah, I don't know exactly my... how that manifests. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, the, the, we we are already are in flux. Things already are changing. They are changing in that real wages are down. They are changing, and that the the global temperature is up. There are changes happening. Things are changing. Mm -hmm. So there well, is real change. You know what I mean, though. We're talking about turning things around here. Like I said, in favor of everybody who's the majority in this country who doesn't have access to wealth and opportunities that are limited. Right. So the the answer is some sort of uh, revolt, and it'll take uh, people working together. I'm down so, with that. Yeah, I'm down with the revolt. I, I mean, the the easiest thing to do would just be to have like uh you know start on May Day next year and have no one, none of the the regular employees that go like you know work concessions at a baseball game or you know go into their fucking uh, nail salon or work at uh you know State Farm or something like that. Like everyone who is a worker just stays home for a week starting on May Day just a, a workers revolt and watch like you know they thought that the 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 economy couldn't handle covid and they just pumped trillions of dollars in what if what if we force them to pump trillions of dollars in again to, to like and then show them that we can uh we can reserve our yeah. labor for ourselves and then beyond that it, it would take something crazy the curb, like, son. <laughs> i don't know where that like came. uh like someone fucking infiltrating the u.s military becoming like a huge general then you know perform a coup you know it, you know what um i i for i forgot to even bring this up or you know i did not update show notes this week and you know apologize for that but i thought you did because it was last week that you updated yeah i did i did do a couple of updates but there was the first of all the ron perlman the ron perlman bit from Oh yeah. Uh, regarding SAG-AFTRA and all that was, uh, it cracks me up 
because I think he he talks like he's in character as if um, there's a character that he's able to actually like defeat. Uh, but he is speaking it as a real one. I think he does have he does have the heart there, and I think he cares. Uh, then there was the. That's when people like yeah. us have got to forge ahead, Helen. Am I right? <laughs> but yeah, Ron, Ron Perlman was was talking about uh, one of the the one mother of the CEOs or. Who said we're going to keep go. this thing going until people start losing their houses and their apartments? Listen to me, mother. Oh, come on. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. Some of it is financial, some of it is karma, and some of it is just figuring out who the f said that. And we know who said that. And where he f lives. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. You wish that on people. You wish that families starve while you're making $27 million a year for creating nothing. <laughs> Be careful, motherfucker. Be really careful. Because <laughs> that's the kind of that stirs up. Peace out. <laughs> Peace out. Wish I wasn't edited. His, but... his correction, his uh, correction post, because he had to delete that one, he submitted another one which actually I thought was just as good, maybe even better. Hmm. So he had to apologize? I don't know if you've, I don't, uh, he didn't apologize, no. Well, I think he said, just to be clear, I'm not talking about killing anybody or something like that. Like, I'm not threatening anybody, but these people are still full of shit. Uh, so... Hmm. Sometimes... Yeah. Trying, trying to figure out if you're pulling up a clip. I know sometimes we do this, uh, we do this on the fly a little bit, and uh, you know Mike sometimes pulls up. Well, he got pissed, clips but uh, on the seeing the follow-up is harder. I'm just seeing the anger post. Just the anger post. <laughs> yeah, that's the hot one on YouTube. Papa's pissed. Oh, that's good. I'm glad there's I'm glad there's the anger posts. You got a nice house there. Be ashamed yeah. if something happened to it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I love. I love that he he is speaking in a character that I don't even know if he played. Maybe maybe it was uh, Sons of Anarchy. I feel like that's the character. Well, either way, oh you know, one of our Heartland, uh, one of our Heartland boys was on that show. Yeah, Callard Harris. Formerly yeah, you Jeff. remember. All right, you remember. All right. H a r t l n d. We take shits in cornfields. <laughs> Uh, I think about Christ and I think about Ron Perlman. Yes. Those are guys that I love. But, you know, the government and everything that's happening. Now, it's all if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we Holy thought they God. were. And we let them off the hook. That's right. Exactly, Denny. Rest in peace, Dennis Green. Bit the big one. Too early. Uh, Sid, I got to finish Sid's email. So back to Sid. He talked about how do you deal with people who are just unreceptive? We just discussed that. What about ridicule, ritual curses? Let them live their life knowing that their children are going to suffer their consequences? Or should I just call them an Sorry, un Luke. uneducated dipshit? Oh, those are all options. They're all in the yeah, I mean, they're, they're all options. I mean, none of it's going to work. Just, I'm sorry, buddy, but there, there's a real... Recruit you know, a bunch of mean girls, get up in their face, and point out all their faults. 
<laughs> get up to the face. Put all our faults. Yeah, why not? It's not a bad idea. We could always do that. We're going to get all in your face and point out your fault. Genius, genius, genius. I say fight. You gotta just you gotta fight the the battles that actually make sense. Do not waste too much of your time with these fucking morons. Uh, like Steve said, people that have potentially openable minds, people who have open minds, or people who might even be like on the fringe and willing to accept the truth as opposed to something completely entirely fucking false which is insane because you can witness it everywhere like people are denying what they see with their own eyes uh just don't waste your fucking time with the rest of them just work on work on the edges of the those and then like you know try to radicalize and accelerate the enthusiasm and the actual passions from the students that actually are receptive make turn them into lightning rods and i assume he's a teacher but i don't know if he's a teacher but like just anybody sid? that's receptive turn them into fucking lightning rods sid is not a teacher no all right sid works with his hands i believe sid how's that handwork coming he was uh, working on some shit recently Sid, actually, what do you do? He was working on things. That doesn't mean that he's not something else. But I don't think he's a teacher. Because he uh, had a lot of money. I know he has money. Teachers don't have money. So, <laughs> one thing I do know. That's pretty much what I kind of uh, base that. Signifier <laughs> number one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in closing, uh, Sid says, uh, Sid, where are you writing this from? Uh, is it a... Is, middle is it America. One of those... I believe he lives in middle America, like fucking Kansas. I'm not even kidding. Omaha. Oh, well, I was assuming I was... Infinity pool or kiddie pool? Where are you at? It's a hard matter mood, yeah. Uh, P.S. <laughs> I saw a WWG1WGA sticker in the wild this week. It was not on a lifted pickup truck with truck nuts and an American flag. <laughs> I was shocked. Anyways, love you guys. And Luke, solidarity, brother. How about that? Okay. Solidarity, brother. A little message for you. Isn't that nice? Thanks, Sid. Uh, if we get some real solidarity together, let's uh, let's let's up the listenership to the show. We'll get everyone to sign on to a uh, general strike petition for May Day. Yeah, yeah, Steve. That, that was the other thing I was trying to return to. Uh yeah, we might actually have to do something. Take a shit in a bucket straight or out try. of low cash. Or try. <laughs> Grassroots. Like to eat it, like to suck it. <laughs> Did you guys... I know I posted that email. Did you guys hear about that? How that guy ripped a fart in a RFK's mm-hmm. you know, dinner that he had in New York City recently? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't need your. I didn't need your post to even know about it. I was, um, I was alerted immediately because I've got my Google alerts set for RFK... Oh. Ripped one. <laughs> yeah, so. Or just uh, listen to that Chapo episode. <laughs> wow. Exactly. Santa yeah, that already came up. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that was just the dumbest shit ever. But really, the reason it got a lot of noise was because no, he. No, it, was a, it wasn't the dumbest shit ever. It was a good time to shit. I mean, the guy ripped a fart. Good for him. It was also that debate was about climate change. So he farted to prove that he can fart and climate and the world still exists, I guess. I don't even know. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on, didn't didn't it have he was talking and he goes, I'm farting right now as he was trying to make another point. Yeah, and he literally farted too. That's hilarious. Holy yeah. fucking hell. I mean, you know, the guy just sounds like a douchebag. Whatever. They also like douchebags. RFK got a bunch of shit because he said the thing he said about the Jews and the Chinese, I think. 
and related to the coronavirus. It's all bullshit. But he is miserable. Yeah, he is a miserable prick. You know? Yeah, he is. Anyways, uh, I was excited because I'm Ashkenazi Jew, technically in my genes. So I'm like, oh, I caught a break. All right, is that true? But it turns out it's you're not so smart. You, <laughs> Dave Mamet. Dave Mamet. Yeah, I'm Dave Mamet. Me and Dave Mamet, we're right there on the same level. No doubt about it. You know what? I've Maybe. watched a handful of his movies, and they are so poorly written. Oh. Uh, I feel like I feel like he's done. I feel like he's done such a fucking uh, just job on the on the American public and like Jesus. his viewership that people think he's a genius because his shit is so fucking awkward, cumbersome, and ridiculous. Sometimes genius, genius, genius. Wow. Mike, what was the one? Black belt, red belt, blue belt, white belt. What was it called? Red belt, I think. Uh, there was that one. There red was though the, the <laughs> yes. There's the one with uh, there's the one with uh, uh, Val Kilmer called <sighs> fucking forget. You know, loose commodity or something like that. Like, so are you saying that just, people like David Mamet's work because, in comparison to the rest of Hollywood scripts, it actually seems decent? No, nah, I think he's one of those people. No, I no, no, not at all. You didn't because like I think Glenn, Gary Glenn Ross? It's a pretty no, good movie. I think man. he's done. God damn it! Hold on, relax. It's, it's not cool. all absolute. And, and Steve I'm Maine saying, was awkward because I'm he had to put in a lot all the of things and butts and ands to uh, make it sure. iambic pentameter. Yep. All right, you guys, you guys are you're a tough crowd right now, and I'm <laughs> well, just saying. David, David Mamet you, wasn't always a shithead. Fucking... He turned it into a shithead in like the past ten or fifteen years. Oh, two weeks. There was good shit before that. House of Games. That's pretty all. good. I like House of Games. I'm saying, go Continue. ahead. Continue. Go ahead. Tell me, tell me more about the, all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. What's the bad stuff? Have you seen yeah. Red Belt? No. I have not seen Red Belt. Nope. Okay. What's I have seen with, Red uh, Belt. Val Kilmer. Yes, I have seen them too. I man, is this a newer I, you know, movie I missed, though, I missed Red Balls, and I was. Is this no, a newer no, no, movie? No, this is um no no it's like a, it's like a, this is a fucking hostage one. Hold on a second. Jesus Heist? Christ. Uh, David Mamet Val. I'll tell you Kilmer. what's really fucked up is a. Uh, Spartan, Spartan, Spartan. Uh, Come on, you've Edmund. seen Spartan. Dude, Edmund was, is a fucking bizarre Is that the one with the Steve Martin? No, that's um, Christ Almighty. Spanish Jesus Prisoner? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's Spanish Prisoner. Yeah, that's Spartan was the yet. one with Kilmer. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Spar- okay. Man. I did so, see that. I don't remember what so, I thought of it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, it's terrible, but it's... It's terrible, but it's not terrible. So there's, there is a, a little... There's like a bit of bit of genius but i don't know man i think he's probably better as a playwright i just think a lot of his it's just so stiff his writing is so stiff and and blocky and and cumbersome and it doesn't flow and it's it's fucking strange and it wouldn't be acceptable unless it was literally you know being done as a movie by by david mamet it doesn't necessarily make it bad. I'm not saying that. I'm just, I don't think he's the genius that everybody thinks he is, but he did do a couple of masterpieces. So, I mean, I'm no genius and I have not made a masterpiece. Oh, so now what, motherfucker? He's clearly, he's clearly a fucking genius to a degree, but, you know, my God. Everything he writes is not fucking great. And a sure. lot of his movies are fucking trash. 
Oh, I thought Heist was pretty good. It They're was like so a, you know, bad. He loves Ricky J too. Before PTA adopted Ricky uh, well, J, he was okay, the original yeah, Ricky right. J. Well, even everybody, everybody loves Ricky J. Is not automatically a genius by, you know, transference or whatever the fucking what is that uh, property is. <laughs> what about Wag the Dog? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's all I, right. I, it's I like been a Man while Man's since I've watched it, so I'm not going to say anything though. about it. Yeah. I'd, I, 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 I actually liked movies, um, what was the one? Is I always call what about it the open, edge? What one man can do, range. another can do. Yeah, I was gonna say I always want to call it open range, but it's called the edge. But have you guys <laughs> ever seen Edmund? I mean, that movie is fucked up. That was a crazy ass movie. I really like that movie because it talks. Edmund. Yeah, with Bill Macy, it was a mammoth movie, I think, right from '05, where like Bill Macy just does some crazy shit. <laughs> What's on yeah. the other side of the paddle? A rabbit smoking a pipe. Mm. Yeah, it was a <laughs> mammoth's. Uh, Admin is a mammoth script, but it wasn't directed by him. So maybe there's a difference there. I don't know, but it's pretty wild. It's got Ronan was fucking dog shit. Rodent? Wait, he wrote Ronan. Ronan. Yeah. Oh, Ronan. Yeah, that's trash. Just like when, I forgot. The, remember we watched wait, the score in that? your basement, Steve, with he, the clown's house. Yeah. That was awful. God, that's what. Yeah, that he he wrote it under a pseudonym too. Like he knew it was bad. <laughs> I did not. I did not realize that he he wrote that. Uh, Little trouble there. Good God. Yeah, I remember we watched. We rented the score that night. It was awful. Weirdo. I was like so excited. Trying to recreate Heat four years later. Yeah, because it was like it was Marlon Brando still. So you're like, oh my God, Marlon Brando's in this. Ed Norton, Robert De Niro. Trash. (laughs) It was a also great World Series that night too, though. Game seven, D backs Yankees. Also, the night Holy our friend died. Shit, though, too, I remember so watching like, that. That's like such a wild moment Wait, in my life. What happened? Of, that Sunday night, November fourth, two thousand one. Me and Guile were in the basement that Jesus night. Jesus Christ! That's when Brandon died. Yeah. Well, it was later that we. Well, so how it went out like this. So, we were in Guile's basement at the clown's house. Just me and Steve were watching uh, the game, playing video games. Of course, double TV setup. Got to do it. And uh, every time. Yeah, every, that's how it always was, and I do it to this day. Still, but same. Yeah, so I, I'm watching the Reds game or you know, post game now at this point. Oh, nice! While we podcast, did they finally end their losing streak? <laughs> they finally did. Yeah, Alexa I, Diaz uh, shut it down. I didn't like it at all because I love watching the Reds this year, but I had to pick them as a team that would slip in the second half just because that's what happens. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I don't well, want it to be it, unless you know we can get the fucking Castellini group to pony up a little bit for a starting pitcher. We'll see what happens. Exactly. Yeah, I think. But anyways, Dave Horner's getting annoyed, but. <laughs> uh, we watched the game that night, and Game Seven was a cla- again. It's a sports memory, Dave. Sorry, but it was it was a legendary game. The D-backs beat the Yankees. Fine, yep. and the Yankees. I hate the Yankees. We hate the Yankees, and, and they beat them in epic fashion. And Game Seven walk off, and then uh, yep. I went Luis home that Gonzalez. night. Steve took me home that night. He took off me back. Of Mariano Rivera. Yeah, the like the ultimate closer, the Hall of Fame legend. The first unanimous Hall of Fame vote for a fucking relief pitcher. <laughs> I know that was so stupid. I didn't like that, but. He was really good. I gave him credit, but he got a little bit Yankified. Yankee players yeah. get Yankified. But Steve took me home that night to my house in Heartland, and then, and that's when, uh, yeah, I, I, I was trying to like find someone had called me up and said, "Hey, you heard from uh, the guys in the, you know, haven't heard from anybody." And it was like midnight, twelve thirty. So I called John Gavilio, who went separately with his friends that night to the show. It was a hot water show, and then yep. they, uh, he's like, "No, I haven't seen him in a while." And that's when. 
about 20 minutes later, Coomer called me in like a total state of panic because the cops that came to our uh, apartment in Knob Hill in Okemos, where I used to live with Liberty and Harview, and uh, he told Coomer that, and Coomer called me, and then we took off from there. So it was a crazy... I'll never forget yeah, that. It was, was one of the most vivid nights I can remember, all that stuff. I was I was living with Coomer in, in uh, fucking Bainbridge. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Remember For some reason, like, Coomer was Bainbridge over there farting around. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I remember him telling me, and, uh, you know, Coomer likes to stir the pot a little bit, so I thought he was fucking with me for, like, five minutes. And then yes! I finally realized, yeah. Yes. I finally I was realized like, it was This isn't funny, true. Keith. This isn't funny, yeah. dude. Come on, stop fucking around. But the and way it, he sounded when he called me, though, like, Coomer was always, he never showed a lot of emotions, at least to me. Even if he did say something emotional, I never saw him break down. I, I never did. But the way he sounded on that phone call, I was like, oh, wait. That's what I remember, actually, because when he initially told me, I thought it was a joke, but it made it pretty clear after that that, oh, shit, seems pretty No, I, I had seen him serious previously because of his uh, father's wake. So, like, yeah. I mean, that, that was that was the time I saw him break down the hardest. And then uh, th there was, yeah, it, it took a certain look in his eyes for me to really believe that he was serious. And then, yeah, I, I, I tried to grab my keys and I dropped them and then you know, had, to, had to pick them up again. And I got, like, you know, that fucking uh that fight or flight response that you can feel in your knees type of deal mm, and yeah. it's like we, we gotta fucking go so i got yep. him in the car and then i think i rounded up a bunch of other people then we got pulled over i i i, I was <laughs> like so fucked up i cried in front of a cop and like the cop let us off he's like you don't want to be the next accident tonight so <laughs> slow it the fuck down and i was like that's good advice thank you <laughs> wow let's go with a warning and fair yeah, hauled ass to the hospital anyway. Of course, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I remember when I God. I got off the phone and confirmed it. Uh, I I ran around the house like a psycho. It was one o'clock in the morning on a Sunday night. DiBiase's got to yeah. go to work, and my mom and DiBiase were sleeping. I just ran all around. You guys know my Heartland house. I just ran all around the living room and the front room and I'm screaming. I, I was like, everyone's like ran out. I was like, what the fuck's going on? I was like, Brennan's dead. Brennan's fucking dead. It was, it's a rare, like, oh my God. like uncontrollable response, you know? Yeah. Oh, well. That's what, that's what I was ex trying to express. I mean, it was the, it was the first like real ex experience with death that I had from like someone. Oh, me too. Close. Yeah, no one. Uh, actually going to Coomer's dad's wake was the first time yeah. I went. I'm not again. That was the first time I ever went to a wake in my life. And then and uh, I I picked you up on the way out of East Lansing, right? Uh, I'm sure you did. I, yeah. I start to blank out after I left the house. I don't remember, but I'm sure you did. Yeah, because I didn't have a car, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, fucked up. Oh, that's crazy. That's really crazy. I didn't uh, big I didn't... downers for everyone. <laughs> no, no I mean, how fun, you know. it, it's it's wild that all three of us were there for that, and for all subsequent wakes and in funerals after you know it really is it really is wild but yeah to when you mentioned uh coomer not really showing a lot of emotion i remember that very clearly about him but at his father's wake and and then at the funeral like he was it was the only time i saw him that vulnerable honestly he could have i mean the shit that he's dealt with since 
or prior seems to have warranted <laughs> seems to have warranted the same type of response but i literally have never seen him cry outside of that yeah um, for those that yeah. don't know there's a friend of ours in high school and his brother also died when he was 13 so another car accident yep yeah fucking drunk driver fucking killed his brother that's right yeah Fucking you know, hell. Then yesterday was 20 years since our friend Ryan died. Liberty, two years later, we went through that same thing again. It's so weird that yeah. it happened one minute, and then two years later, it happened all over again. And then it never happened again, but it happened twice. It was fucking, you can't, you know, make you think about all kinds of things and take your mind in crazy places, but it was, you know. I'd, Birthdays both in uh, October, too. Two days apart, yeah. 29 and 31. Yeah. Yeah, Brandon had just turned 21 five days before he died. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fucked. We're at Skeeps, scorekeepers. I can't believe we went to Skeeps <laughs> for his 21st birthday, but that's how I have. Skeeps? You yeah, we went to Scorekeepers? Skeeps. Yep. God, that cheapens the whole thing somehow. Oh, yeah. That's so <laughs> dumb. But Skeeps. You don't give, when you're 20, when you just turned 21, you don't give fucking a fuck what fuck. bar it is. Yeah. That's something course, you build right. later. Like you become a yeah. bar snob the older you get. <laughs> You could have been at Shabooms, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like bad. it's like turning eighteen and just going to the nearest gas station to find like you know a porno <laughs> and some cigars. Exactly. Oh yep. God. <laughs> yeah, you could have been. Yeah, you could have been driving fucking anywhere. I mean, well, it, when we were eighteen, I don't think anyone who turns eighteen now is like, I'm gonna go to the gas station and buy a fucking spank mag. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's over. It's already on my phone. For they are free. already like six-year veterans beating off online. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I I wish we could chart how many how many gas stations said to like close up shop because they're biggest. They still sell them. They're, I'm not, dude, have their you biggest been, revenue. They still sell their these biggest things. revenue stream was fucking Beat Max. I went to a gas station last week. They're still there. I can't believe it. They're still out there. The articles must be as good as people say they are. I mean, clearly, no doubt about that. Sweet, sweetheart. No, I'm telling you, this is like it's got good articles. It's got really good articles. There's a there's look a serialized it, it Cornell fiction. West on there. No, it's a Cornell. I, I, I got to make it to the end of the story. See, it starts out with a stepsister stuck in a washing machine. Hmm. Why you beware? Little trouble there. Uh, yeah. But you know when. When Ryan died, I don't remember a lot of that at all. I really don't. Like, I, it's, it's so weird because I have such a stellar memory. I, I just don't. I, it's all a blur. That one's all. The second my, one's all. Might blur. be one time my memory is a little bit better than yours. Uh, yeah, I'm glad it is because I don't yeah, know. We it's were like, there every fucking day at that. Yeah, at that's it. Bleeds we together, maybe eight straight days, man. I mean, Brandon died instantly. Ryan sadly sat in a coma for a while before he died. So it's a. It was every day going to the hospital. I remember congregating with like a bunch of, cause we lived at the dump at that time. So it was like, there was a lot of dump people who were like, you know, superficially there to support or whatever. And it's not superficial, I guess. I mean, they just wanted to, it was a serious fucking thing. So they, I remember being outside the U of M or was this U of M, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah. It was U of M uh, yeah. hospital. Yeah. Right by the ER. There was all these like 20 assholes smoking, like all these 20 year olds. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, That's pretty much all I remember. I don't remember. I don't even remember what I fucking said to him when I got to say goodbye to him. I have no idea. And that really bothers me because that's like a really serious moment that you want to remember because we all, you know, everybody got a chance to a certain extent to go in there because they say you can, I can still hear you or whatever. You do it anyways. It doesn't matter. But I don't know what I said. I have no fucking clue. 
Wish I did. That's a wild thing. Yeah. That's a wild fucking thing. It's funny what, you know, how the memory. Oh my God. Works. I sat there and I think I fucking read, uh, I think I read the prophet by Khalil Gibran <laughs> to him. Did you really? Literally cover to cover. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah. It's a good choice. Well, because they told us. <laughs> solid choice. Yeah, I got no beef with that. Solid choice. That's a solid choice. Better than like pulling out a John Grisham novel or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he wanted to hear more <laughs> Snow Crash. I, oh, I Snow Crash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Snow Crash. <laughs> What a, what a waste of my time! I could have, I could have yeah. read him Snow. If he crash. never finished probably, it, you could have finished it for him. I, I didn't finish it either. <laughs> yeah, he so needs to know what happened to YT. Oh my God! Holy shit! Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> within two years, the fact that uh, man, I saw, I saw Brandon the the day before, uh, so November third. I was like. Walking up to your uh, apartment, it was, I think it was Bainbridge, but it was East, it was uh, East Lansing, the East Lansing apartment. Well, he still you lived. You and Ryan were My apartment together. was Coomer? No, no, it was, uh, it was the one that, that Mike and Ryan lived in. Yeah, they still. Yeah, that, that was Okemos. They were still finishing the lease on Nob Hill. Yeah. Oh, it was, oh, was Okemos. Yeah. Anyhow, I was, I was walking up to see you guys, and uh, Brandon was coming down the stairs and I was like, oh, shit, dude, I haven't seen you in, like, in a minute. I hadn't seen him in a couple of months or whatever. Gave him a hug. He left, and the very next day was, yeah, the very next day was the hot water show. Well, we went, on a, we went on a bender that day because it was the Michigan-Michigan State game that Saturday. Ah. The classic clock I game was, with uh, the extra one. I was showing, I must have very well been showing up late because he was on his way out. Yeah, we walked. We walked around the campus. So he survived of, the drive home, and then yes, the well, next day was we crashed at my brother's apartment. In God's in hands. Yeah, good God. We got. We walked around campus all day. With it was so amateur hour. Just you know, twenty-one year olds with a duffel bag of canned beers, like a case of twenty-four pack with no ice in a duffel bag. It must have been so gross. But that's Holy shit! Ice. Yeah. Oh my God! That was the day before. That was Saturday, yeah. We walked all around Holy campus, and then fuck. we watched okay. the game at my brother's apartment in Cedar Village. Uh, this makes way more sense now. I've been I've been trying to situate that in my in my memory for a very long time, and it must have been in the morning I saw him because I remember that fucking duffel bag, and I remember wandering around and hanging out <laughs> at Cedar Village. Yeah, we always did but that. I, 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 like it always got like did disintegrated for me like the the memories the memories like in east lansing are they're all disaggregated disintegrated like very hard to put together like what day it was that i did anything. Well, at least you're being honest about it a lot of people try to pretend they know oh, exactly sure. what they remember yeah. no no i i don't i remember seeing him the day before i see i saw him on saturday but i wouldn't have if you guys all if everybody slept over at like cedar village then uh, clearly I did not see him on his way out. Yeah, we left unless early I was Sunday leaving. Morning. Like that—that that makes no sense. Why would I drive to East Lansing without you know? That's true. Yeah. Getting on the caravan. <laughs> Probably had a game of uh, or or a season going, and was it Ken Griffey Junior. Baseball for like Game Boy Advance? Game Boy Color, that's, yeah. That's also Game Boy Color is what yeah. it was. I tried to find that for my emulator, and I. It didn't feel the same when I tried to play it on a Game Boy Color emulator. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this game is worse than I remember, but I remember how much fun I had back then. Yeah, we had a blast. It really was. 
<laughs> we we went home early Sunday morning after that, and for some reason it was just me and him for that day. Like we, nobody else came for the for the blowout. I don't know why. Who knows? A bunch of random shit was happening. I have no clue. But uh, and then Sunday he dropped me off early in the morning, and then he came back to pick me up around five at the Heartland House, and <laughs> it's so dumb. I mean, what a regret. I, I flaked out on the show. I was supposed to go to Hot Water. I loved Hot Water, and I flaked out on that show. Right, hmm. he's, we're standing out there in my driveway by that stupid giant rock in my long ass driveway. <laughs> with his, he pulled up in his Honda, his red Honda Civic, and he's like, "Let's do this." And I'm like, "Oh, dude, man, I'm too hungover." And uh, plus, Brandy's like upset or something. I got to talk to Brandy. I did some dumb oh, shit. Oh, Boondy, oh, yeah, fucking dumb Boondy talk. And he was really disappointed, and he was, he was annoyed. He's like, "Okay, dude, this sucks. Thanks a lot." And then he drove off, and then he died that night. So, God damn. Yes. Why did he? Oh fuck! Yeah. So he drove. He drove out to Howell and and parked at Dave's. And I'm guessing. Well, he was at his because parents' why house. He was, he was at his, his parents' own house car. over on Musson, and then he came to pick me up. Oh, you know, so there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And Dave took the ticket, and the rest fuck. is history. So that you know, you can't make any assumptions about why things happen. No. Who's, you know, it just all happened. So that's that. God damn. Yeah, and I cool. didn't go because I never got any hot water music. And then, you yeah. know, after yeah, you associating that with that it's event. Still, it's like, still a sticking point to this day between me and Steve. He's never gotten into it, and I find Neither did Corey. Annoying. Corey went to the show, and he didn't even like him. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, a, that's the other funny thing. I think it's uh, indelibly marked in Corey's brain forever because of that, but... <laughs> no shit. Yeah, getting thrown out of a car 50 yards. Jesus fucking Christ. A passenger Jessica side too, window. man. Holy shit. She was in there too, and... Mm-hmm. God damn, man. That That is... That is so fucking wild. Uh, he had to be perfectly her... thrown through that window, because what if, what if yeah. he was partially on... He would have died. He would have been dead. Right, yeah. Well, insane. the fact that Jessica is fucking, like... Perf... Like healthy as hell after that too is like absolutely amazing i mean it is not uh that is not something you would think anyone would survive it's uh, she's got lucky i guess and morgan too i mean and morgan got hurt he got damaged yeah they all got fucked up outside of her to a very everybody got everybody got fucked up one way or the other but Brain damage, man. Yeah, and then, I mean, it should have been. You know what's immature, and you real. I realize it now is, it should have been much more obvious to me. But I was growing up, you know. You can't take it back, and just because it seems obvious now doesn't mean it was obvious then. That the way Morgan started to act after he recovered and became even more of a drunk, so clear. It's just clearly traumatic as fuck, and that's why he had to leave. But I just didn't. Put two and two together, even though it seems so clear now. I just I didn't notice it. I yeah, I, th- I think it's, uh, it reminds me of, you know, a lot of the research that was done on, you know, kind of early brain injuries and whatnot, that the immediate, I guess the, the kind of immediate response is, it's like behavioral issues. Things are just behaviorally different. They're slightly different, you know, maybe not drastically different i guess depending on the severity of the injury but yeah it was just it was just a click in the wrong direction you know here and there it wasn't so it was obvious because when you know somebody well enough it's obvious 
but it wasn't so insane that you would think you would think other you know you would think anything i don't know uh you would think it was so drastically different it was just enough it was just enough that of course you knew ah, and then when that's, man when he came to it's true dude when he came to oak park whew, <laughs> doctor well, was- we'll have to we'll have to talk about that at some point i don't know if he's okay with that um, I don't think oh, he, he doesn't listen. So he no, he's he totally fine like with it because he's living an open, honest life. And that's how he's, for those that don't know our friend oh, Morgan, good. he was a serious alcoholic and uh, he got his, he got clean in 2015 and he's been that way ever since now. So almost eight, eight years now. So Holy shit. Really positive story love, in the end. So. I'd love to talk to a uh, sober Morgan. Well, he's been on Travis's music show twice already. So yeah. He's out, he's Both out there. Great shows. Oh, I really I like check. the Jawbox one. Yeah, I mean, Jawbox. Morgan talking Jawbox one. and Super Chunk. That's that's a winner. That's a that's a great call. Oh shit, I gotta check that out. I, you know what, Steve? I gotta check out your episode with him too. Which one was yours? No effects, punch and drublick. That's one of the is. ones I listened to all the way through. It was really good. It was. Oh, thanks. And it, I was trying to think of what happened too. The, he edited out that event, <laughs> so I had to ask Travis after the fact. I won't repeat it because he <laughs> wanted it edited out. But. <laughs> little fun there for it's called the 9394 music podcast anybody wants to check it out travis our friend yeah. travis who's been on this show and my cinnamon on co-host he does he has people on talk about albums from 9394 which is a great time for music i still don't know I, when he says uh the the email address he says like 9394 podcast at gmail or something like that and i'm like do you do you put in the apostrophes <laughs> do you put in the dash or is it just the numbers 9394 podcast yeah, there you go yeah that needs some clarity go. actually that's a, that's a yeah. very important piece to clarify <laughs> you do need to clarify that that's the kind of shit that drives me because insane. I, I always want to write in because i was one of the four guys in a truck singing weezer but apparently i wasn't the first one because he reached out to andy johnston and he says that it was uh fucking judd anderson boo cruiser uh madison no it was uh when andy was driving that fucking big red truck that the fucking Diesel stick. Oh fuck! Yeah. God, we were terrible. I remember, I, I remember Madison being in my lap pretty much, and <laughs> feeling bad because it was so fucking hot out, and he like there was like two big dudes next to him, and, and we're all singing Weezer together, but he's just like fucking squished. <laughs> and we all had to move our knees to the right every time that uh, Andy had to shift gears. <laughs> so stupid. Wow. Yeah, it was this massive fucking gear shift. It was one of those ones that's like, it, it looked like it was from a semi truck. Like, you know, it was like yeah. way up here. And like switching between the gears was a, a chore. Like, it wasn't like a little, you know, like my little Subaru stick shift where, you know, it's just like, you know, less than a centimeter to move between the gears. This was one of those big fuckers. It was an old truck. Wow. Yeah, I do remember that thing. I don't think I was ever inside of it, though. <laughs> I was talking about it with Travis. We we were uh, we were four guys in a truck singing Weezer, the Blue Album. It was uh, we were, we were taking back roads, smoking weed, on our way to go to Robin Erickson's house to go smoke more weed. Yeah, all oh, right. Yes. That's the name I remember. Slobbin' Robin. Uh, Slobbin' Knob Robin. I, I'm not saying that's cool, but people call me that, so it's true. Uh, no, it's not it, It's not cool, but what Apparently is Apparently cool? an unearned reputation, too. <laughs> from, from what I hear, there there wasn't a lot of knob slobbing. 
No, it wasn't as much as the reputation would uh, imply. Certainly, she was a she was a nice girl. Yeah. I, held, I held her hand once. Brandy found out about it. She got really pissed. It's <laughs> <laughs> a true story. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking high school. High school uh, is a serious thing. Yeah. These problems <laughs> matter. Uh, um, anyways, I got to go. Wow, this is interesting. Yeah, same here. Those people who are listening to this and you have no idea what you're talking about, uh, no there was idea. a big accident that happened in 2001. <laughs> when Brandon died, it was also our friends. So that night, like, all those guys were in that car. We talked about Jessica and Corey and those people. They all got really fucked up, uh, and everybody survived except Brandon. So that's that's what we're, just to clarify, it was after the hot water show. Over there by Rossonville, exit on 94. Um, Across the center yeah. lane doing at least 80. Still yep. have the uh, they still have the fucking um, cross out there. Yeah, and I got to tell you that you know Dave, the guy who was driving, he's got a. I know he regrets it. I've just never heard him talk about it. It's got to be. Of course, it has does. to have killed him in a way because nobody could. He's a human fucking being, man. And it was one of his best friends, so of course. Yeah, that's that's an awful thing to live with. Uh, but I also want to say, like, uh, throughout that whole period, right before we uh, sign off here, um, you know, Travis, uh, Eric, uh, Branstrom, I mean, Jeff Branstrom, I mean, how how many other people were massive support systems? And, like, the, the heart of, like, our, our whole kind of ecosystem of friendships. I mean, Jesus Christ, I mean, we... I don't know, man. It was it was that that period, two thousand one, and then we had two thousand three, and it, it just is devastating. And just to have uh, have friends like that around, man, was. Uh, and if anything, it brought the rest of us together closer, and uh, we still feast to this day. Feast, yeah, I, I still remember still feasting. <laughs> I still, re- yeah, but you know, they, those were two of the original feasters. Brandon and Ryan, yeah. they were at the yeah. the the first one at the fucking picnic table in Okemos. <laughs> picnic table inside the house, I should say. Well, and, it uh, was a, that was a, yeah, inside the house. No, that was a that was the dining room table I brought from. Uh, was from it Heartland? Yeah, they had the had super long bench. It was an old. Yeah. It was DiBiase's old table. We brought it up in there, but there was temporarily. You're right. There was a separate picnic table that was brought up for a bit. You're right. That's true. That yeah. Was, I forgot about that. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking at the main dinner we all sat at the, the big one. I'm pretty yeah, sure there is. Isn't there a picture of like a giant cooler outside of like the most amount of booze any of it's us? It's not have a ever cooler. It's just time, snow. Which it's is like bottles in no, snow. Perfectly. No, it's not a. It's not a cooler. It's a. It's, it's a just bin. snow. It's like. Oh, it's, it's just it's snow, snow on, on the, the balcony porch. with like. 12 different bottles of liquor Isn't there with, also with Corey laying in front in of it, it like he's point? doing a, a fucking sexy naked spread photo shoot. It's hilarious. Yeah, p- pay me like one of your French girls. So it wasn't a turkey. <laughs> it was uh, it was Corey. It wasn't a turkey out there. No, it, was Corey. It, was, uh, <laughs> Corey. it was Corey just laying on that, it. That is yeah. really funny Hell that yes. you're associating Corey with a fucking butterball. <laughs> sexy chicken, man. Just, yeah. just put it out there. He looks like a butterball now, don't you, Corey? You know you do. It's okay. I love you, buddy. I'm a butterball too. It's okay. Right. Yeah, I, and I also remember Gavilio being super supportive. Uh, I was at uh, where they was Gavilio Madison. still roommates with like Jess back then. 
I uh, yeah, the being... 2001 house in Ann Arbor. That's correct. Oh, yeah, on East yes. Davis. Yeah, Ed lived in the basement. That guy, Ed. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, oh my I remember God, that's right. Trying to write a eulogy in uh, Gavilio's room, and he was like really nice and supportive, and uh, like I I had never seen that side of him to that point because uh, yeah, we we hadn't like all of our times together were like. Let's talk about Star Trek and drink Southern Comfort on your dock, and then you know, <laughs> go go tubing in the morning. But then, yeah, he was like a real, you know, serious, supportive dude, and like read the room and really helped me out. Christ Almighty! I mean, can't forget. I'm sorry, Steve, but I know we're we're running low on time. Sure. We can't name everybody, of course, but like you know that with that house, I mean the, the whole Bearver Shark team, you know, uh, Muldoon, fucking Paffy, uh, Derek Keeskin. Then you had, uh, you know, Janicek there, like uh, from day one to to the Your end. Bonds. Morgan, of course. Holy fuck! Yeah, Corey hated that became home base, the Davis house after Brandon died. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. That was I remember the, that night, Steve, because we, yeah, we, base, you yeah. and me and Travis were all gonna, we're trying to you work guys, on stuff, and you guys went and did your thing, and I was Brandy had resurfaced then, and you know I got pity fucks, so that's how I spent my night that night. But uh, uh, that yeah, was nice. the home base, and Corey really, when Corey got home, Corey really didn't like because I put Brandon's Rangers jersey up above their mantle and shit, and he really hated it because it was so, I, I was so awful. I was not, I just didn't understand. But he's like, I don't want to live this. I want, to, I want to forget about this right now. This was like right after it happens. He's like, I don't want a right. constant reminder around the house all the time. This thing's in my mind. I just lived it. And I didn't understand it now, but I totally get it now. And I was like, man, it was dumb. I just, I was just trying to be helpful. Memorialize. But... And yeah. he's not ready for the memorialization because he's probably playing back the uh, incident over and over in his head. Yeah. Like he had to notice when they went off of uh, the fucking highway and into the center berm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that would have been terrifying. And then waking up, not even in a car anymore. Nope. Terrifying. Yeah. I realize that now. These are things you learn about when you get older and you just, I don't regret it. It's just something you, these th- people go through traumatic experiences and they're not equipped yet. And this is what happens. And that's well, what I'm happened. sure he, and I'm sure he completely understood that. Well, now he does. He, yeah, but I. Not at all. Not at all fucking. Oh, he didn't want to fucking sit around and look at him. Brandon's jersey every night above his fireplace and listen to fucking For Me This Is Heaven every day. It sounds terrible. <laughs> I get it. You didn't want to. Uh, why don't you just put it over your mattress and stare at it that way? Or maybe up on your. Well, I didn't ceiling? live there. I was just taking over and being over the top. Oh, right, 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 right. No, so you was, lived with me. That was that was going on. You were in my. You were in our apartment. Well, that was. Bef- yeah, that was right before I started. <laughs> that was after. In. It was after. Yeah. I was in Heartland yeah. and then I settled in on your floor a couple months later. Yeah. <laughs> After my mom kicked me out because my friend had died. So she's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, very understanding. Like, all you do is drink every night. And I was working at Stillwater and drinking with George Spires, doing like fucking gas tank blowouts <laughs> of uh, jungle juice or whatever they called it. Oh, it was yeah. Just every fucking night. That's all Holy I was doing. Shit. Go to work, get shit faced. And uh, I could see how my mom got tired of that, I suppose. Oh, George yeah, Spires. Sure. He, was a, he was a joy in the Stillwater kitchen. Yeah, it's a funny dude, man. Fucking very, hilarious. Very fun to party with. An all-time partier. I'll give George that for sure. Uh, also, anyways, another yeah. another rest in peace, sir. George is dead? I thought I heard that like 20 years ago. Is oh, he, he was, not? I don't think so. 
I'll double no, check on that. I'll talk. It. I know somebody I can ask. I'll Dude, verify football that. Nirvana apparently died. He got hit what? by a who told car. you that? He was the there's a another the thread with Travis on it. Oh, that's what. Holy shit. Okay, well, I'm not. What the fuck. I feel like we yeah, gotta keep talking Nirvana. about football was... Nirvana now. Keep his memory alive. Oh yeah. No, I couldn't remember his actual name. It was driving me nuts because I was like, man, I hated that he was just called football or football Nirvana. I loved it. Uh, but he was riding a bike and he got fucking hit by a car recently, like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, shit. Okay, well. Uh, what hot water? Must, you want to do a hot water song? No, I think we should do a face-to-face. Oh, you want to do a face-to-face? Okay, great. Yeah, it's Liberty's, um, it's the anniversary for Liberty. So um, just pick something from uh, uh, Don't Turn Away, probably. Well, big choice. He liked big choice the most. The one with the quarter. Oh, there you go. All right. There you go. Perfect. For sure. That works. Uh, <laughs> Complicated. Put, something with trying it a lot because he used to make fun of Liberty. You could try. You try, you try, you try, you try. <laughs> uh, remember his notebook that he had like uh, things down to the minute of like. All right, I'm gonna wake up at six seventeen. Do twenty five push ups yes. by six nineteen. Holy, <laughs> Holy he was a shit. life coach in training, I'm telling you. Yeah. That's what it's he like would be why doing. wouldn't it be why wouldn't it be like uh six eighteen and then six twenty and at least get yourself on rounded off numbers? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> why why would you why try to starting, plan your life down to the minute? <laughs> oh my god. I've got I've got a cassette tape with his uh free free raps oh yeah his free rhymes what do you from call middle school? Fucking f- free base his free base freestyle from middle school or not free base is it from middle uh school? it's probably from high school i think it's it's high school i remember the first time i met him was in mr farner's class in the gym uh in middle school and he was rapping then doing like vanilla ice ripoffs oh <laughs> oh yeah, I've got I've got the the tape is like almost within arm's distance, but uh, I'll save that for yeah. I'll save well, that for next time. I'm gonna listen to it and see if it's something we can play. I, well, I think I remember to, him saying you, some saying some bad hand. stuff about his mom. Oh, that's well. <laughs> oh, I at least need to get my hands on that so I can make a digital transfer so we don't ever lose it. That's at least that's fair. fuck yeah. All right, that, I I will uh, that all secure. I'll make sure that's secure. Okay, Gail was a little strict. It's been a sweetheart. That's right. Rest in power, Gail. Tad strict. Who the fuck put sneakers in my washer? <laughs> All right. Well, it is a safe pod at gmail.com. Thanks for, uh, if you're still listening along to these stories. Yeah, you know, thanks for humoring us. That's it. We're going to play a song and take off now. Love y'all. Thank you for hanging in there. <laughs>